I hope you'll enjoy this upcoming series called Why I Am a Christian, where we explore three big categories of does God exist, did Jesus rise again from the dead, and is the Bible true? In this first lesson, and specifically this first segment that you're about to listen to, I begin examining the concept of what this study is really about and why, as Christians, we should actually be focused on the word why. Why we are Christians. I pray this is a blessing to you, and thank you for listening to Truth in Faith, helping you put truth in your faith to build a faith on truth rather than blind hope. So I did this with the youth, and I told it to Brother Will and thought we'd like to adapt it for men. And if you'll hang with me, let me explain to you why. Why I am a Christian. And the subtitle is... It's my journey. I told the youth I'm sort of sharing my testimony, but I'm, I'm teaching you things from my testimony. It's my journey of finding out truth, but how you can also know why you believe. Now, the key word is why. So, and I'm asking you guys, I'm opening it up here. Have you ever been asked why you are a Christian? Has anyone ever asked you that? Like, hey, you're a Christian. Why? If I asked you what makes someone a Christian? What would you say? Those scriptures say, if we could, it's a lot of ways, but the simplest way, Paul says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, confess him and you shall be saved. So that makes you a Christian, right? Faith in Jesus. But what I want you guys to see as we go through this, uh, but have you ever pondered, but why? Like, we say that, that's the what. What makes you a Christian? Believe in Jesus, faith. But why do we believe that message? How do we know it's true? And so that's what this is about, is I want to share with you kind of my experience I had in college, and I just went to UCA down the road, and I did not take a religion major. I took an economics major, but yet this came up a lot. So if you hang with me, what my goal is to help you that I tried to share with the youth is having your doctrine right is great. We need to do that. You need to be in the Word. You need to know what it means to be a Christian. But I want to challenge you to go another level, to be able to articulate, but here's why I believe these things are so. Here's why I accept this message in the first place. For example, uh, maybe someone could challenge you that, you know, Mark, that gospel message sounds great for you, but, and I'm not putting you on the spot, I'm just using this example. But what if they were to say back, you know, um, but what evidence do you have that Jesus is real, that he even existed? I mean, that, that was 2,000 years ago. I can't call that man up here in this room today and say, here he is. So how do you know that man even existed? And then how do we even know he rose from the dead? We weren't there for that story. How do we know that that actually happened? Um, then, then think about God. Uh, how do we even know he exists? Once again, I mean, we say God's a spirit and he's here in this room now. Sure. But I can't call God like a genie on command and he manifests some form. And I say, look, here's God. And well, there's the proof. Does that make sense what I'm, I'm getting at? Okay. So someone could ask you, you believe in Jesus for salvation, but how do you even know the gospel's real in the first place? So my college experience real quick um, not to belabor that, but I just want to give you context where this came from. I grew up in a pastor's home. 
And my dad is still a pastor. He's been a pastor over 50 years. So I grew up in this stuff. Was saved at the age of seven. And I go to UCA, not a Christian school, but I'm studying a field called economics that has arguably nothing to do with religion. But I told the youth, I want to be clear, my professors were not mean guys. They, they were honestly nice men. But they had an axe to grind. Why, I don't know. But I had three in particular that I'll never forget. One, the very first day of class, literally asked the whole class, who in here would consider themselves religious? And half the class raised their hand. Well, then he goes further. Well, who in here out of the religious people would say they're Christian? A few hands fall down, but... Some of us are still, you know, I'm a Christian. And in my head, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, he's a Christian guy, and he just wants to know who the brethren are. That was not it at all. He said, well, my, it was a sociology class. Again, nothing to do with Christianity. And he says, my goal is to teach you sociology and to show you how Christianity is stupid. Like, that's day one. I said, well, this is going to be a great, a great time. This man in particular uh, was a Southern Baptist, claimed he was saved, claimed he came forward at a revival uh, did the sinner's prayer, he would say. And then he says, though, over time, as he got more educated, he realized it was you know, a fairy tale. Um, again, when I talk to him one-on-one, nice guy, but uh, just to let you know that if you have children you know, and you're sending them off to college and don't think for a second, well, they're not studying anything that has to do with this stuff, so they're fine. I, you can't, I can't guarantee you that. And then I go to study my economics classes, Two professors, once again, they weren't mean, but they just, hey, who in here would believe in God and consider themselves religious? They would teach things, and in the middle of teaching things, they would pause and say, oh, and by the way, this is sort of like a story in the Bible. And they would relate it to a story in the Bible and then follow that up with, and this is how we know that that story is not true. So what happened to me was I would go to them and say things like privately in their office, but the Bible says, you know, the Bible says and they would say back, that's your Bible. The Muslim has his Bible. The whoever is out there has their holy scriptures. I, they would say, you know, I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist, so your Bible is meaningless to me. You're going to have to give me something else to convince me that I should listen to your message. And I stand before you to tell you I had nothing to give them. I was just like, Wow. I've never been asked these things. I grew up in a Christian home. I knew in my heart what I believed, but up here I was very uneducated about where do I even take this conversation. That became a quest of mine of, okay, if Christianity is true, then there must be good reasons to see that it is true. Or if Christianity is not true, then I'll also find that out. So I thought either way I'll win when I go searching for answers because I just want the truth. If Christianity's true, then it needs to be believed. If it's not true, then go find something else. I believed in my heart it was true to hear me clearly. I, I didn't lose my salvation or anything, but I had a disconnect from heart to head, I think. And I was trying to connect that. I, and so that was this journey. This is the, the thing I want to communicate to you, the challenge I had. I knew what I believed, but I did not know why I believed it. And that's why I stress to you guys, I want you to think about why. Why am I a Christian? What have I seen? What have I experienced that has led me to say, yes, the gospel is true? Not just true for me, it's true for everybody. And everybody needs to believe it. And here's why. So 
I knew what I believed. I didn't know the why. So that's the goal. Now, as adults, though, here's something else I want to give you that I'm, I tweaked this for you guys, some goals I want to try to share with you. Do you want your Christian faith to grow and be stronger? If so, my conviction is because it's what happened to me, and I want to share it with you. If you can try to learn this stuff and grapple with some of these truths, what happened to me is it, it grew my faith. It didn't cause me to leave the church. It caused me to run more into the church and say, like, this stuff is real, and I want to make my life even more about God, even more about following Christ. And I think it can do the same for anyone. It, the concept is this. If you're more convinced of something or you're more confident in something, at least for me how it works in my life, I'm more apt to go do it or to really structure my life towards it. But if I'm unsure about it, if I'm not really sure, then I've got one foot in it and one foot out. Well, I want to try to help your faith be stronger. Do you want to maybe be a better witness for Jesus? Well, again, the more confident you can get in your faith, my opinion, it's what happened to me, like I said, it can produce more boldness to just say to someone, like, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to share the gospel right now. And whatever they throw at me, I may not have all the answers, but I'm at least capable of moving the conversation in a, in a positive way to share Jesus. But for you guys, if you have children, and this is a big one, do you want to help your kids keep their faith and stay strong in the Lord when they leave the house? I think every one of us would say yes. Well, that's my goal for you guys too is I want – my theory is if you guys can learn this, if I can learn it, anyone can. If you guys can learn it, then the prayer is you're trickling that down into your families. And maybe when your children have my experience, they're more apt to say, oh, but by the way, I know these things though. And their faith is strong. Um, at the end of my journey, to me about two and a half to three years, so I'm really condensing this down for you guys. I'm giving you big picture. But I was more convinced than ever because I believed I saw too much evidence that, yes, Christianity must be believed because it's true. Not just because I was raised that way or it's convenient. It, it is actually the truth. Christianity explains Life It explains reality better than any other religion out there. And to me, that, that's just a fact. And that's what I want to try to share. So here's what I did next in my journey. I went to some friends. I asked them, hey, I have these questions about Christianity. Let's talk about it. I thought maybe some church friends I had, and I went to non-church friends, I'll share that in a moment why. But the church people I went to gave me answers like, well, you just got to pray more, have more faith. And I'm not knocking that. There's a place to encourage someone to just muster up more faith, but that's not my personality. I've always been the kind that you can tell me something, but I need you to also show me why you say it's that way. I've just – just my personality. I've met people that they will tell you till they're blue in the face, I believe in Jesus, and that, that's it. They don't need anything else, and, and God bless them for that. I, I'm just telling you I don't have that. I've never had that. I have to have – what's the facts? What's the proof here? I've been that way with everything. So, But I found the church people, I don't think they had wrestled much with this either. So I went to some non-Christian friends. I was just curious where they're at on things. Like, hey, why if, if I'm 
questioning some truths of Christianity, and I'm not sure on some stuff. I need evidence. I went to my non-Christian friends. So I wanted to know, though, from their perspective, why have you never become a Christian? What have you seen that makes you say there is no God or I don't believe in Jesus? And what I found was this type of response I have up here. Everyone believes their own truth. What's true for that person may not be true for me, but that's okay. Just believe what works for you. Now, I'm not telling you I believe this. I'm going to talk about it in a second. But this is the most common answer I found from people was I asked the youth and they said that, yes, they've heard this phrase at school and stuff. You know, you be you and I'll be me. You do you, I'll do me. You believe what you want to believe and I'll believe what I want to believe. That's very common. And people are comfortable with that. Like, hey, look, if Buddhism works for this guy, be a Buddhist, man. If being an atheist works for you, be an atheist. And I'll be a Christian because it works for me. Again, that wasn't good enough for me, and here's why. That statement in and of itself to me is, I thought it was very dumb. Because think about this logically. How can there be multiple religions that all claim they hold the keys to eternal life or truth, and they say opposing things to one another? Someone's right and someone's wrong. That's just, to me, that's just the logical answer. Oprah Winfrey years ago said on her show, she pictured a mountain, and at the top of the mountain is God. And she said it's like there's different trails going up all different sides of the mountain. The Christians are on one trail, and the Jews are on one trail, and the Muslims are on a trail. Everybody's on their own path. But what she argued was what we'll find is when we are passed on from this life, is we all reach the top of the mountain. We all find God just in our own way, on our own path. Again, I, that did not make any sense to me. But I'm just letting you know, you may have not heard that, but I'm promising you, if you have children, they've heard that. If they haven't heard it, it's being fed through their, their culture. This concept of, don't judge me, just, just do your thing and let me do mine, but leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. But to me, there has to be more. My, and I want to ask you guys this. Have y'all ever thought about that concept? Is there such a thing as real truth out there in life? Meaning this. Are, do you believe that there are truths or concepts that apply to all people in all places at all times? Or do you think, I'm not sure such things like that exist? Do you think that there are moral standards, right and wrong, that everybody, no matter where they grew up, what part of the world they're from, what era of history they're in, they're, they're true or they're not? Or do you think, I'm just not sure that that's really a thing? Have you ever thought about that? If there's a different culture, let's take a Middle Eastern culture, very different from American culture. Do we think there could be such truths or moral standards that exist that someone in Iran and someone here, they need to bow the knee to? Or would we say, well, but it's perspective-based. They have a perspective due to their culture and their society, and then we have a perspective due to our culture and society. Do we think then, let's go one step further, then do y'all think there's ever such a concept or a moral truth or a rule to follow 
that it should apply to both men, the Iranian and the American? Or is it or again, is everything left up to you know, it depends. It depends on where he's at and where we're at. Can I murder you and end your life? And that be okay? No. It shouldn't be, right? The Iranian should probably have the same standard, right? And my point is this. There will be people tell you, like I was told, hey, when it comes to religion, just do what kind of works for you. And we can't really judge the people in other parts of the world who don't believe Christianity because they were raised a different way. They are raised in a different society. But we don't live our lives that way. That's the problem. Because if, if someone says to me, atheism works for me, I don't believe in God. You can believe in God. That's fine. But let's go again further. And then he says to me, I don't really think there's such a thing as real moral standards out there. It all depends on where you're from. Okay, but we don't live our lives that way, and we can prove that very easily. There are certain things we all accept no matter who you are. Again, I mentioned murder, rape, messing with children, right? These are things we find detestable. And to my knowledge, most any country out there with a legal system would have some form of you can't do this stuff. But not even criminal stuff. Let's think science. You could say, I don't think there's such a thing as real truth out there that applies to every person. Well, but then say, go stand in the highway and let a truck hit you and tell me you just refuse to believe in the law of inertia in physics. You will probably die. That standard of a truck hitting you at a certain speed will kill you applies no matter where you came from and who you are. Gravity, that applies to everybody, right, on planet Earth. My point is this. I would hear this stuff, and it sounded neat, like, well, I guess I could see where, you know, we can't really judge the other person over there who believes their thing. We make judgments all the time. Your doctor, you go to your doctor, do you want him to say, look, a lot of medical science says I should treat you this way, but I just don't accept that. I have my truth about medicine, so I'm going to give you this. We'll see how it works out for you. Would that work for you? Most likely not. You want that doctor to have studied medicine in a certain way, passed a certain set of schooling, accredited a certain way, who treats you in a manner that is consistent with the laws of medicine. That applies to everybody. So my, I started to think then, why should religion be any different? Why do we categorize religion in its own place where we think it's okay for someone else just to believe what they want to believe? So with all I've said, do you think there's ever a place then for us to look at someone else who doesn't believe in Christianity, say, hey, man, like, not this rudely. I'm being just blunt for quickness here. You know, hey, your belief system is probably wrong. Now, I'd like to share with you how. Or is that, like, too judgy? If we care about their salvation, we should, which means Ryan is assuming what I would assume my view is right. Meaning, if they don't believe in Jesus, they are going to face God's wrath and judgment one day. It is a very loving thing for me to share the truth with them. I have told Ashley, I want written on my tombstone, I love you enough to tell you the truth. If I don't care about you, then I don't care how you live your life. Well, you care about your kids, right? So you discipline them. You try to structure them. You want them to turn out a certain way. If you didn't care about your kids, you'd let them go play in the road on the yellow line, right? It just doesn't matter. It makes them happy. Let them go do it. But it's going to ruin their life. The same way, if someone is not a Christian, then yes, it's loving if you're respectful to say, look, let's talk about this. You're missing some things. 
But again, the message being told in society that I was told, and it can only be worse for younger people, is, yeah, but that's like really mean-spirited, and it's judgmental, and who are we to judge? So I'm just trying to make this point clear tonight that we make judgments all the time. Don't let that concept fool you. So is there real truth? The way I have it written up there is, is there real truth with a capital T, as in the truth, one truth that everyone should follow? Or are there just little truths, lowercase t? Like you have your truth, I have my truth, he lives his way, I live that way. So I guess to say it another way, I quickly realized people think of religion as preference. If you prefer Christianity, be a Christian. But if you prefer to be non-religious, just be non-religious. But again, that doesn't make logical sense if you just think about it. There's no such thing as, I just don't prefer to believe in the laws of gravity, so I'll go jump off this building and think I float. You can try it, right? But you're going to smack the ground. I prefer to play on the yellow line and believe that if the truck hits me, it won't kill me. You can try it, but it'll probably kill you. We don't live that way is what I'm trying to say. And what I tried to explain to the youth is, again, just think about it. It doesn't make any sense. We make judgments every day. We just don't think about it that way. Why is religious matters any different? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be at all. And here's the other thing as Christians that I want to make very clear. I had a couple of Christian friends in college buy into this too. Like, well, Christianity works for me. But there's a big problem. Does anyone know what the big problem might be with a Christian? I'm talking a Christian now who says... I, it works for me, but who am I to tell this person? Do you, do you want to know what might be an issue with that? I quickly realized, okay, but if you read the Christian Bible, believe or be damned. That's pretty black and white. You either, Jesus, we like to quote John 3:16, right? For God so loved the world, he sent his only son. But have we read 17 and 18? Have y'all ever like kept going in John 3? After Jesus says God so loved the world, then he says, the one who believes in the Son is saved. Oh, but by the way, the one who doesn't believe in the Son is already damned. All right, moving on. Here's in this study what I'll share with you. There's only three big categories we'll look at. Does God exist? Can we prove that? Did Jesus rise from the dead? Can we prove that? Is the Bible true? Can we prove that the Bible we claim is God's word is true or just a fabrication? Thank you for watching this. If it's been helpful to you, please consider liking it, sharing, and subscribing to our channel. Join us next time as we introduce Does God Exist?